Stop that man. Stop that imposter. He doesn't belong to us. He doesn't belong here. He's not one of us. He doesn't follow us. On his way to Jerusalem, John and the disciples are walking along and they notice this guy who is performing miracles in the name of Jesus. And John gets his feathers in a ruffle. He says he doesn't worship like us, he doesn't heal like us, but yet he's saying he's doing it in your name, Jesus. This isn't sitting right with me. So he gets resentful. He says, stop it. Just please, stop it. Don't do that. Now maybe uh, John was a little bit bitter because they had, uh, the disciples had just had an episode where they were not able to heal the young boy who was possessed with an evil spirit. Jesus came along and said, he belongs to me. I'll do the healing. It's okay. I know you guys tried to cast out the evil spirit. I know it didn't quite work yet. You're not quite ready. Jesus said, bring him to me. I will heal him. So Jesus is in his teaching mode. He's telling John and the disciples, let's mature into this faith. Let's grow. Let's go together with it. And as John gets agitated and says, but he's healing in your name, we couldn't do it, and yet he's doing it? John's getting a little feisty. Jesus says, John, do not come between someone who is hurting and someone who is able to heal that person. Don't get in the middle of it. And if you think that's the case, then cut off those things that are keeping you from keeping your nose out of it. Don't come between a hurting person and the healer, even if they're doing it in my name. We saw an example of that in the Old Testament lesson of Moses. Moses is at his wit's end with these people who are wandering in the wilderness. And these people who are wandering in the wilderness are griping and complaining and saying, Oh, I got this lousy food. I miss our meat. I miss our fish. I want that good stuff back. And the people who are with Moses are complaining to him as they're wandering out there. But the people forgot that they are out there because they're being kept safe. They fled for their lives. And Moses is keeping them safe. They forgot to be grateful for the food that they do have instead of griping all about it. And so Moses cries out, I'm at my wit's end. If this is how you're going to treat me, I don't want any of it. So God hears Moses' pleas and he gives him helpers. He said, here, here's a new community. Here are some folks who are going to go out, those 70-some folks, they're going to prophesy, they're going to tell a word of God's love and forgiveness. Here are helpers. And those 70-some went out, two stayed behind, and kept on prophesying while the others stopped. And Elijah, Elijah gets all riled up, kind of like John did. Elijah gets all riled up and says, they won't stop prophesying in Jesus' name. Make them stop. And Moses, 
just like John, again, said, don't be a roadblock for those helpers who have God's spirit. They are doing godly work. There is someone who is hurting, and there are people who can help. Don't be a roadblock to God's love. Let the people go through. Don't stop them. This story reminds me of an event when I was on a trip in the Middle East. We were on a tour and we were heading from Israeli territory into Palestinian territory. And if you know anything about that area, you know that it's a highly contentious relationship between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And so as we were heading into the one Palestinian area, our tour bus got stopped. Stopped right in the middle of the road while the other vehicles went ahead of us along this roadway. And two Israeli defense guards came onto our bus with their big guns, terrifying. And they said, no, no more people. No more people. We are not going to allow you to cross into this territory. We're done here. They got off our bus and they left. As we are hearing these Israeli defense forces on our bus saying you can't go in there, we're standing there looking at a flatbed truck. And this flatbed truck is pulling up with these massive cement blocks big old roadblocks, massive roadblocks, a series of them. And as our bus was barely getting turned around, they already began unloading these massive cement blocks in the middle of the road, a roadblock, keeping the Palestinians from coming out of their territory into the Israeli land. Now, we know something about those borders that there's always been a give and take, a give and take, and they're trying to fight for it. And the Palestinian lands are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But the thing that makes me the saddest about the whole escapade is the fact that those roadblocks, those officers, they keep the Palestinians in their area. What tugs at my heart is these Palestinians have great difficulty getting to the one hospital in that region. One hospital, Augusta Victoria Hospital. Magnificent institute that people cannot get to to save their lives. And of course, some folks will not make it to the hospital because now instead of being at those roadblocks, they have to go around 20, 30 miles to get to the hospital. These people are not allowed in because they don't follow the same Israeli ways. They don't worship like them. They don't look like them. They don't speak like them. They're different. And so they've encountered these roadblocks, roadblocks to get to healing. But true healing, as we know it, in our lands, in our hearts, 
in our congregations, in our homes. Healing re requires, it mandates, that we look at what those roadblocks are to a resurrection life. Healing comes from resurrection, comes from tearing down roadblocks, those stumbling blocks, if you will. And so in our gospel lesson today, Jesus scolds John and the disciples for almost being a roadblock. He was a roadblock in some ways. He said, stop it, don't do that. John and the disciples are trying to stop this man from bringing healing, coming in between something that's necessary, to be life-giving. And Jesus said, if you're not against us, you're for us. Hear that again. If you're not against us, unless you're actively working against us, actively pushing back, you're for us. Friends, being for us, as long as we are not actively pushing back against God, <laughs> frees us to express ourselves in worship, to express ourselves in song, in poetry, in love. Frees us to express ourselves of different ways of forgiveness, do things differently, not the same way that it might look for our neighbors. If you're not against us, you're for us. And so from that, we know that God simply desires unity. Not uniformity. Not everybody has to look the same or pray the same way. Or if it doesn't come out of the red book, it's not a valid prayer. If it isn't how we've always done it, it's wrong. God desires unity, not uniformity. And that unity is what bursts the roadblocks. To God's love, being able to radically extend that love into the community even further. It emboldens us, just like your many helping hands, you're out in the community, you're bursting forth from this place, from just in these doors here, from one another, and you're going out. We're tearing down those roadblocks, those barriers that would allow others to actively feel the love of God. Actively feel it. If you're not against us, you're for us. That's what we get to do. That's what we get to do. Because friends, our peace and unity are love-centered. Christ mindset. They're not us-centered. It's not just what we can do here to scrape by. It's not just what we can do here to stay in our own little comfort zones, but it's free for us to venture, to explore, to try new things, different prayers, different songs, different ways of going into the community. It frees us. We get to do things. We get to do things because he simply asks us to look at everyone in the image of God. And if you can't look at anyone in that image of God, well then cut off those eyes. Cut off that hand. Cut off that foot. It's not good. 
anything that can cause us to stumble and not recognize God in the stranger. Anything that causes us to get between that and say, here's distance, you do not fall into my square box, cut it off. God doesn't care. He says, I love you. I love all of you. I've created every single one of you. And I know each and every one of you are unique. Nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. But if it does, cut it out. Cut it out. Cut out those roadblocks. In Christ's way, in Christ's name, we get to do that. We get to be salty. Our saltiness is being ourselves, being who God has created us as beloved, as people who reach out to help one another, as people who offer forgiveness, seek peace, find peace within ourselves as being God's beloved children. Invitation to be salty, to burst those roadblocks, push them away so that all may know the name and love of God. Friends, let us be humble. Let us be amazed at our differences. Everyone in the community here, everyone in the community greater than us in the Irving area. Folks who look different, speak differently, different language, come from different lands, who pray differently, who have different socioeconomic backgrounds. Don't see those differences as things that divide us let's be in awe, tear those roadblocks down when we feel we tense up and distance ourselves and say, stop it, stop it. Let us see the value of that human being. What do they bring to us? What do we bring to them? Be in awe, be amazed. Because being salty and breaking down those roadblocks is simply having confidence. Confidence in God's unique investment in you, in your uniqueness, in your status as a beloved child of God, your gift of faith gives you that independence to be healed and to heal and love in the way of Christ. And you get to heal and love in his name. Amen.